0: The Whole Ass, a podcast by millennial parents, just working through how to give every moment their all, while you listen. Nothing is off limits. The Whole Ass, use it or lose it. Welcome to The Whole Ass Podcast. We are your hosts, Ava and Philip. Thank you for joining us for another episode. On today's episode, we're going to be getting back into the swing of things, because we haven't been here for a while, and we're going to be discussing something that happened to us yesterday. It was a phenomenal experience. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that laugh is going to have extra impact once I tell you that yesterday was our seven-year anniversary, which is a phenomenal experience to be able to make it to seven years with the love of your life who laughs at your anniversary.
1: It's funny, because I never remember our anniversary. Like, I don't know how long we've been married. I forget what day it is. But for some reason, seven really stuck out to me this year. What do you think it was? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe seven just seems like a bigger deal or I feel like when we were in COVID, it was just like, <laughs> we're surviving. I don't know. Seven seems bigger. I don't know.
0: So you think it was really our four year anniversary, like the three years of COVID because it has actually been three years now. I know.
1: We went to Costa Rica for a four-year anniversary, and it seemed funny like we should go for our fifth. And if you guys don't know, obviously it's March. We were in Costa Rica when like COVID lockdown was starting. We were coming home when it was all happening, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe the universe was like, no, you guys should have. A, you guys should get a vacation before you're about f- to be locked down. The funniest in house part together. about
0: the COVID experience was I remember being in the Costa Rica airport, and this guy was had a mask on. And we were all looking at him like, huh, what is this guy doing? He was uh, part of the cleaning crew for the airport. And he pulled down his mask to drink from a water fountain. <laughs> and we're like, well, what's the point of the mask if you're going to go and raw dog the fountain that everybody else has been raw dogging all day? But he did yeah, have a mask knows. on. And maybe he knew something we did not.
1: Well, and then the guy next know. to us was wiping down his seat. Anyways, I just remember getting to Atlanta Airport and running. Like, get me to my child. Because docs was 18 months. Anyways, I digress, but that seems like yesterday and also a million years ago. Yesterday. Which was our four-year anniversary now. Four years. Seven, or Three years
0: later. How crazy. do you feel? Older. What's the first thing that you think about when you hear a seven-year anniversary?
1: I keep just saying seven-year stretch, seven-year itch, seven-year. It seems like the time that everyone refers to. Seven. What is the
0: seven-year itch? What you keep saying.
1: I think that's when I Googled it because I said it the other day in a text message to Gimser. And then I Googled it to make sure I was right. And it is. It's like the seventh year of marriage is when people, I guess they say people get complacent or bored or I don't know. Oh. Look outside the marriage uh, kind of ooh, thing. Oh,
0: looking around the marriage. Outside. look like, like at the grass or for something else? Ooh, like for some Greener else. grass. Yeah. Are you doing that? I mean, yeah. you want to tell all of our listeners? No, I'm sure? just,
1: I don't know. I not
0: you don't know. Well, this is a problem. <laughs> no. I... <laughs> Phrasing. It's <I> important. Mean... <laughs> Timing. It's even more important.
1: No. No, I don't, I don't think about that, which is interesting. I don't feel bored, and I don't feel...
0: You don't think about looking at greener grass is interesting. That is not interesting. That's great. I think some people just say that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. People do me. No. I don't have any interest in looking outside of the marriage for so many reasons and I want to make sure that I choose my order here appropriately because it can come off very poorly if I don't. One, I love my wife. Crushed it. That's where everybody should be like, oh, well, that's great. That's the end. Yes, that is the main reason that I would never look outside of my marriage for anything else. But there are a lot of other reasons also why it would be ridiculous too. Number two, you would have to start with a new spouse A whole new relationship in life. That, as much as I love you and enjoy being with you, to think about starting over... Rebuilding. ...seems like so much unnecessariness. Now, if I was not happy, I could see, yeah, I guess starting over wouldn't be so bad. It'd be like an experience where you're like, oh, I'm going to try... No, fuck that. I do not have any interest in going back to anything new or fucking flashy or starting over and trying to figure out somebody else's habits <laughs> I think that's called maturity or and...
1: something. Like, I don't know. I think when you, because when you're younger, you're like, what's over there? What could be next? Ooh, like the new is exciting. I don't know. You're getting older and you're like, no new, that sounds exhausting.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's like I thoroughly enjoy everything that we do together, including the fights, because they're more peaceful, I think, than other fights that I've witnessed or seen so I'm like yeah even the bad stuff is enjoyable compared to other things that I've witnessed seen or experienced so yeah I'm like all in so one is I love you two is who the fuck has time to do all that new shit with somebody else just to find out that it's probably not going to work out anyway three we have kids together we have a house together We have lots of kids intertwined yeah, we have a lot of stuff in life that says we have to, like, even if, let's say, the worst did happen and you decided that one day you didn't like my CPAP machine anymore, we would have to either figure out how to coexist together or disentanglement <laughs> our lives. Which, just
1: to be clear, I do not plan to coexist if I'm not happy.
0: Oh, so if you're not happy, you're outing. Yeah. Like with I, the kids or without the kids? How do you do I mean, with- I, we,
1: I would hope that we would have, like, an amicable, like, Divorce, and we could be adults about it. What do you think coexisting means? Oh, you? I thought you meant like live in the house together. No. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant like you know just like have an agreement no. where we just like lived oh in the God. house if together I, just if, for the kids. If
0: we were gonna get break up and I could go somewhere else where you weren't snoring, I would be. Out. I
1: mean, we. I, I feel like you would coexist in different rooms. Maybe. No,
0: no, no, no. That's not what I mean. Just, I'm sorry if I mis enunciate or mis- <laughs> You know, whatever the word supposed to have been there, but I mean co-parent. Maybe that's what I meant, where we're like still oh, able okay. to yeah, yeah. co-parent together. No, you got to get out. This is my house.
1: Mm. No.
0: Rock paper scissors. That's how it <laughs> is. We would rock paper scissors. Just at the, the divorce house. table, would <laughs> rock, yeah. They'd paper, be like, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Greer, or Mr. Mr. Cologne, Mrs. Greer. However they would say it, yeah. they'd be like, Oh, so what do you guys want to do about the house? And we're like, We've been waiting for this showdown. We've been rock, paper, scissors now for 10 years.
1: I've been practicing. She's
0: been practicing. She's going rock moment. first. She's going rock first, and I'm taking the house, baby. No, I think that we'd, we'd be able to figure it out, but I don't know, because I feel like a lot of I have this theory that love is such a strong emotion that when it goes sour, it's the most negative emotion. So people break up or they in their marriage, and it's like, I hate you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to yeah. be around you. You know, and and I think that that's why because love is such a strong emotion. Yeah. Anyways, we're not getting well, divorced. When your love in our turns
1: seven-year. into the hate.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like there's no mid ground. It's like a, a very binary. Like I love you all the way. I hate you all the way. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. Then why do you think, like people who can divorce amicably, am uh, amicably? That word's hard for me. Yeah. Well, how do you think they do it? Do you think they weren't in love?
0: I think that they work through their emotions. I think they go from therapy hard love to negative love, and then they're like, okay. I need to figure out what's how to better. live and what's important. And I mm-hmm. think that once you lay out the important things in life, they're able to get to a more positive place. Yeah. You know. Because the kids are most the most important. Yeah. I, I have I have uh somebody who's close to me who is going through a separation, divorce, and it's it's painful to watch. It's yeah. it's hard to watch. And you know, I think about the seven year itch now that I know what that is, <laughs> and I'm like Yeah, I guess if you got to this point and, like, let's say that you and I had not experienced therapy, hadn't really talked about our relationship or had as much involvement as we do in trying to make sure that we stay successful, I can definitely see how little cracks could turn into Mm -hmm. chasms. It could turn into just pure hatred. Yeah. You know, but we talk about it a lot. We work through a lot. And I think we're proactive about where we want to be in life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel yesterday, though I don't know if we got to seven, seven things you learned about marriage or yeah. me or love or whatever. Mm-hmm. What was your one? What was your main thing? I feel very put on
0: the spot a lot. I'll say you. mine. I'll say yeah, mine. Let's say yours.
1: Well, I have two maybe.
0: You can say seven. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> I think, well, I said it's nice to have a partner who you get to make decisions with and you get to go through life with, who you do trust and who, I'll begrudgingly say, probably knows myself, knows me better than I know myself sometimes, especially when I want to pretend or run away or lie to myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's nice. But I think the main thing that I have learned about, I I hate talking about marriage or relationships like advice because – I think that's when people get divorced. <laughs> like, when everyone, when people put out, like, this is all the stages to, like, a great marriage or mm. blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just bullshit. And it's like, mm. I, I live in the land that everyone is so different. I can't tell you what to do about your marriage because every person is so individualized. But what has worked for Philip and I is communication. Like, we tend to talk about things before they implode, I mean, and, and when they implode. But yeah. we tend to over-communicate, and I I think I was the communicator in the beginning, and then I think, you know, life and everything just started to get, you know, more scheduled and constant and just, like, the, you're in the rat race. And so sometimes I just tend to avoid because then— I don't know, Phil travels or like whatever. I don't know. You can just kind of avoid a little bit more. But then I've noticed since Phil's gone to therapy, he initiates the talking about issues before like I do or like things that I'm like, I don't even really want to talk about that. You initiate before they become an explosion or something that you get angry about or I get angry about before they get down that road. And it's uncomfortable, and sometimes people don't want to, like, talk because they just want to, you know, watch their TV together and coexist and just get over it. But I do feel like you keep, like, burying the stuff that's frustrating, Mm -hmm. and it's like you're living with that person, and it's probably never going to get better unless you tell them.
0: So something that I've definitely worked through or worked on in therapy – I don't think I'm anywhere near through it – is bringing up my emotions and feelings and addressing them as they go forward – and it feels different. It doesn't feel like I am – sometimes it does. But sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm pointing a finger and saying, you suck for this. Sometimes now I feel like I say, I am experiencing this emotion and I am feeling it. I'd like to share it with you because I'm feeling it. You're contributing to it. I don't dislike you. You're contributing to You're it. You're contributing to it. So I think you you need to know because yeah. I would like to feel better. I would like to look at you and feel great and right now i'm looking at you and i'm not feeling great so yeah. and it's and it's very much the eye piece it's a vulnerability thing it's a weird feeling but it feels better to be able to just emote my like yeah. what i'm what i'm going through um and it's hard to get i think used to because in my mind i come from a place of you're wrong about xyz i'm right yeah you need to fix it but when you're speaking from how you're feeling it's a lot of like, look, I am feeling this, and it could be crazy. It could be normal. It doesn't matter if it's you or me. I am feeling this, and my feeling matters, and it's hurt right now. I am hurt right now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be hurt anymore. That's why I'm talking to you about this. And I I don't think that I come off as like, you're the asshole who's doing something wrong when I speak that way. I still have moments where I come off that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to convert my mental delivery to, here's my experience, can you help me?
1: I think where we changed our tune in the communicating, and I don't know, I've always kind of had this mindset, but I I don't know, I do think it shifted, I don't even know when, a couple years into our marriage where it was like, when we get in fights or have disagreements... Our ultimate goal is to remain married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our ultimate goal. So I think sometimes people get caught up in the winning and losing. And sometimes I get very frustrated because I am a good arguer in the way that I can talk you to death. Like I <clears throat> I can stay in my point for a while. But the thing about Philip, where I was matched, is that you can talk me in circles about your point point. So then I feel like we were just getting frustrated because neither of us was really winning and you didn't leave being like I won or whatever or you didn't leave. We didn't we wanted our conversations and our arguments to be productive, to be at the end of this. We're trying to still be married, remain married and maybe learn from this or or be better. And I do feel like when Phil comes to me, I already know. I think most women probably know this. Like I know my husband's annoying me about this. I don't know if men feel the same when their wives are annoyed at them. I don't know if they notice no, as much. No, we're surprised. But I think I think women are like, "I know he's annoyed at me because there's still dishes in the sink from last night." Or I know like I know what maybe I'm dropping the ball on that I said I would do. You know what I was thinking? I kind of would love to have like a panel of married couples and just hear what they like how they decide their roles in their marriage. Like I know we talked about gender roles, but like the tasks because there's so many things especially when you have kids that's just part of your day-to-day that's like tasks like laundry kitchen cleaning cooking like did they like do people sit down and have a conversation about that well
0: let's um let's pause and ask for volunteers yeah are you interested in being on a panel discussion <laughs> on the whole last podcast
1: we please email us at the whole ass podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. we we'll, Yeah, mess up my pop microphone, pop filter. Please hold. Um, me. all right, we're back. Yeah, I we think we should have. Hikes. I think we should have people. <laughs> anybody who wants to talk about their marriage and how they just define their gender roles, you know, you can do one of two things: you can volunteer to be on the podcast, or you can send us a message and tell us about how you came up with it, and we'll read it on the air. But we won't mention your names if you don't want. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I just, I think like sometimes that's what Philip and I. D- did it don't do well or or didn't we like tried to define household roles like I know we talked about gender roles and all that but this is more just like you clean I cook you do laundry I fold and blah 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 like and I feel like it's ever evolving as you grow and maybe you get into a new house or you have kids or what Yeah, and it's just like, okay, I signed up for folding and putting away the laundry, but now we have two additional humans that were not part of the agreement when we did X. Ex- Granted, you're still doing laundry. I'm just saying, I would, I just would love to hear if people talk about that more, and if mm. that's more a thing in their marriage, or does one person just do it, and it's just like, what brings them joy? Yeah. You know, because those I things— I did
0: mention that I vacuum—I vacuum more— because I get satisfaction from watching the vacuum go across the floor and pick up stuff and I've always had this like weird thing right so I will vacuum the carpet which I think might be why I like carpet because yeah. it's like you can see it and you get a clean line in it ironically I hate cutting the grass which is essentially the same thing but with grass but still vacuuming is yeah it's it's my thing but I hear what you're saying the thing that's interesting about what you're saying is you do need to reassess constantly so it's not like In the beginning of our marriage when I was cooking and I was making a crazy amount of mess in the kitchen and it's like, great, you're going to clean, I'm going to cook, and I'm going to go nuts. Now it's like, okay, if I were to cook and I were to make this crazy mess in the kitchen and we have to do bath time and bedtime and I didn't clean up anything while I went along, then when Ava gets – when we get done with bath time and bedtime and I go to sit on the couch and Ava's in the kitchen cleaning, she's going to spend extra minutes in the kitchen Mm -hmm. based on what I could have been addressing while I was cooking. Which makes me sad because I want to spend time with Ava because our time is so limited. So it's like maybe it becomes an evolution of something else to how we do the dishes. And I think that sometimes now it's like I'll help out in the kitchen a little bit if I'm downstairs or I'll try and clean while I'm cooking and try not to make as big of a mess. And then similar to our son Knox, I'll be like, did I do a good job not making as big of a mess (laughs) in the kitchen? Do you see a difference? Because realistically, I want to spend time with my wife um, after the fact. So – I think it's an evolving piece mm-hmm. of how we go about you know, assessing our roles. But if other people have things, I think it'd be great to hear about it, too. That's the thing that I think adds to a marriage's issues is when you have these little things like a little bit of cleaning here, a little bit of you didn't want to clean the kitchen there, a little bit of this is my knife that's dirty, a little bit of this is this counter that I care about that you're putting all your shit on that just evolves and blows up and then in the fight and this is the crazy crazy fun sad scary part is in the fight you're like philip you didn't get milk for the kids and i asked you to get milk for the kids right and that's the start of it and then somebody's like well my knife is rusted because you left it wet and somebody else goes well the counter is still a mess because you didn't move the stuff off the counter and then somebody else goes, "Well, I tripped over your shoes coming down the stairs," and all of a sudden, this milk has ballooned yeah. into all of these other issues that have come out.
1: Just, at, just as a reference, that was a very similar fight we just had.
0: I mean, some of that was in, <laughs> some of that was weren't things that happened. I, I didn't trip over any shoes. The rest I of it's tripped true.
1: Over the shoes under the bar. But you see how I moved it to yeah, the stairs. Uh-huh.
0: Also, when Ava looks when she says that, she looks at me still accusingly because it is a very real feeling right but in a true effort of us discussing our marriage and stuff we have worked to address this and i move my shoes on purpose i take my shoes off sometimes and i'll be like well sometimes it's been what a week a yeah. week and a half but i'll take my shoes off and i'll be like nope don't put those there because you're gonna get yourself in trouble but that's the caring piece is i want my wife to not hate me i want to stay in a relationship i got to do these things to make sure that we're good yeah and that's Really, what I have started to learn the thing about marriage is like you said it's a team sport ironic because I play a team sport now oh uh-huh. and it's you want to be on that team
1: what's your le- thing that you learned seven things you learned or... I just I
0: just did one the team piece for yeah. me okay um i I'm gonna do this one this wasn't number one on my list but I am a big dude. I used to be a bigger dude. And with that being a big dude, there's a sense of strength and outward presence the world sees and observes that has to be kept up in your mind. It doesn't actually have to be, but the facade of life has told you it has to be. Mm -hmm. But being in a marriage with somebody that you love and trust completely means that if I need to be held, I can ask my partner to do that for me. Mm -hmm. Because – i need to be vulnerable and i need to not be judged and when the session is over i can get up and go about my life and the person who i was interacting with still loves me talks to me wants to be with me that is my lovely wife so if there is a moment where i'm feeling down or i'm feeling low and i really need to come out and say that having the person that you can trust with everything that you have going on is so important and amazing and i could go to ava and just say i just need to sit quietly. And I need to lay on your lap and just be like a infantile-minded person. I just need to be very raw with my emotions and deal with stuff. And Ava will do that. And it's so much more than just a person who's holding you. It's a person who's there to comfort you, to take you at your lowest, and to make sure that you're able to recover and continue to live your life and grow and not make you feel like you're a complete failure, which mm-hmm. you don't get in life generally. So that is something that I've learned about marriage, love, my life, myself personally, is there's a person who you can lean on with everything who will help you with everything. That's the, I mean, the biggest and most beautiful piece. And now that we have children, you can see, you see a lot of, I see a lot of myself in my children who need comfort coming to you. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a trustworthy, loving, caring individual. Everybody wants to have that. And when people in marriages don't have that, I feel like they fall apart or ultimately Mm -hmm. crumble because they're not connecting with each other. They're not able to say, yeah, I just need you for this. Can you just do this for me? And that person selflessly does it for them.
1: I also feel like, well, vulnerability, if people haven't watched the Brene Brown special on Netflix – you should watch it about vulnerability because I think a lot of times in marriage, at least maybe it's me. I'm going to say for me, it's easy to just go through the day and like I feel like I do a lot, especially when Phil's traveling, of just like powering through. And then it is hard to be like, oh, yeah, I should be vulnerable with this person. Because I'm just like shouldering through a lot of my day. Yeah. And and I also like let's think about that. I should think more about that is just like, so why do I have to soldier through my day? Like I can be vulnerable. You can be vulnerable with other people, but it's like you inside of you, you think like vulnerability is a sign of weakness. But I think when vulner- when people are vulnerable with me in like work situations or life situations, I'm like, yeah, like it's hard. And I also feel like they're entrusting me with this information because it it is like a vulnerable place to say like, I'm missing this piece or I'm not doing this piece or I feel like I'm falling down in this way. And I think a lot of people are missing that vulnerability piece in marriage because you are just like going through the day to day. And I've noticed that about myself where I'm like, I just want to like give Philip a hug or I just need one. And then I don't because I just, you know, I'm working and he's working and then we get to the end of the day and we're just like, you know, exhausted. So, in conclusion, we're here just to talk about that we've been married for seven years. Seven years. <laughs> we have no advice. Once I was seven years married. I just, yes. I think we just were like, this is what's happening in our life and let's talk about it. I just, I feel strongly that I don't like giving marriage advice. I don't know why. I have like a very like, strong feeling about it.
0: Which is interesting because you like to give advice. I love to give
1: advice. But... I just think everyone is so different and who they choose to marry is so different and everyone's – how they love and how they choose to be vulnerable and, and how they choose to build their marriage is so different, which is interesting. And why I do think it would be very interesting to do this panel that we were talking about because I do feel like people communicate so differently and they are the, – the marriage that – the person you chose and the marriage you get to build is is different from everyone. yeah, And the goals that you have are different. Um so I, I just think Philip and I are different people in the way that we communicate a lot obviously we're on, we decided to do a podcast we like to talk so I feel like people I roll probably like no shit they talk all the time they like literally can't stop talking
0: but we do but have other times.
1: people what you know we
0: have to, we've had times where we did not for
1: talk sure about I just think there podcasts. are introverted people out there that deal with their marriage conflict differently and I would think that's interesting and I don't think what we do. Might not work for everyone. That's why I don't want to say, like, this is marriage divide. This is just things that we've learned in the seven years of marriage together and hope for many more.
0: Yeah, I do hope for many more to infinity and beyond. Um, I yeah. think that for us, finding our way to communicate is evolving and continuing to mm-hmm. grow. And that is what I enjoy, is that our communication hasn't suffered over the seven years. It's grown. Yeah. And we found new ways to do it and new different like triggers or things that we use. So my conclusion is, <laughs> i really coughing right through my, I was about to deliver a line and you just <laughs> ruined it. Sorry. My conclusion is that our communication grows and we grow. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it works for everybody, but damn it, I, I tell you, I used to be able to out-talk anybody that I've ever really been in a relationship they with. Met me. And then Ava came in and she just slapped me around and she refused <laughs> to let me just just talk until I was right. You know, yeah. and it and it changed me.
1: I think too, this is another thing I've learned, is that marriage is a long game. And I'm an instant gratification person where it's like, Phil will tell you if we get in a fight or if I just like roll real quick to be like, I'm sorry, can we move on? Like I'm a quick instant, like everything is solved. I wanna I want it to be fixed. But if marriage is the long game and you're gonna be with this person for hopefully ever hopefully forever until you're 80 90 whenever you pass away you know if it's the long game then like let it sit like I, if philip's in a mood i don't need to like be like let's talk about it let's solve it like whatever just be in a bad mood or if i'm in a bad mood or if it's just like sometimes i get so frustrated i'm like maybe i need to work it out internally before i bring it to Philip that was never me like three or four years ago Like, and that's one thing where I'm like, shit, if we're in a fight or we're in a funk for a couple weeks, this is literally, like, the long (laughs) game. Yeah. (laughs) as long as we're happy and don't want to, like, stray from our marriage or leave our marriage, and we're all on the same page that we're trying to just, you know.
0: Yeah. This few minutes or two days or whatever, it doesn't matter, ultimately, if your goal is to stay with your partner, which we do want to stay with each other. Yes. Which is cool. Anyway. I think that's, I think that's what, we're, what we wanted to talk about. Seven years together, good times. Yep. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, follow us anywhere you get your social media or podcasts. We have presence on all of those, the whole last podcast. We appreciate you listening, checking in, and we hope that your marriage and your relationships last forever as well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
1: Bye.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's where we wrap up. That's where we wrap up. That's it. Thanks for listening to the whole ass podcast. We love that you are part of the whole a family. If you are enjoying the podcast, please like subscribe, give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. You can follow us on Apple podcasts, Amazon music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now. If you have topic suggestions or want to let us know how you are using your whole ass, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at thewholeasspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.